want to welcome all our campuses, East County, San Marcos, San Ysidro, City Heights, all the people watching online and our microsites. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. Can I have all y'all stand up real quick? Find someone near you that doesn't look like you and give them a hug and tell them God loves them. You may be seated. How's everybody doing? Say amen. amen. Y'all ready for some word today? Very good. Uh, quick announcement before we pray. Every year we have a special offering called the All-In Offering that goes to uh, projects that we do that cost over and above our normal operating. For example, we have our Toys for Joy event, our 21st year of doing our Christmas event last year. We have four locations. We gave away toys, food, clothes to 22,000 people around San Diego in four locations. We had over 5,000 volunteers. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. Amen. So part of the offering goes to that. One of the things that we get toys for seven bucks, for 21 bucks, you can get three toys. Uh, and so we can give towards that. We also are looking for a building in, for our San Ysidro campus. I know they're screaming right down there right now because they, they set up and break down every week. They're in San Ysidro High School. We want to get them a permanent location. So we want to raise money for that. Uh, for our digital evangelism, global evangelism, we get about 1,000 people a day that get saved online. So we want to continue to make videos that share the gospel and increase our ability to uh, minister to them after they get saved all over the world. And our online church is uh, playing a very important role in that and following up with those people. Uh, and local ministry here, painting schools, ministering to people in prison. Our goal is about $3 million over and above what we normally give. What we would like you to do, is, this is on November 18th, two Sundays from now, is that you would pray about what God would put on your heart. Uh, some of you give regularly. What does God want you to give over and above? My wife and I do this every year. We've been giving since I've been saved 30-something years, 34 years. So pray about what you would give over and above to support these projects over and above. Some of you don't give at all. And we, we serve a God who is a generous God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He gave. It's part of walking with God. It's part of uh, letting him know that we trust him, that none of this is ours. So some of you just need to say, I need to start giving and being generous as part of my walk with God. Um, some of you can give $5, some of you can give a million dollars. God's going to put on your heart what he wants you to give. So our request to you is that you pray about it. It's on November 18th. We'll have it right here. And if you look in your bulletin, if you could pull this out, this will give you information uh, that you can put this on your refrigerator and pray and ask God what he would have you do, give towards or just give so we can support all these things. And this is a list of things, places the money can go to. And you can just pray about what he would have you give. Keep this in front of you and we'll remind you of this every week. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, you can put that away. God bless you. Let's lift your Bibles up on the count of three. Say word. <laughs> it's horrible. It's just, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. If you are a, uh, a visitor, what I said was on the count of three, say word. And then people say word. So... So when someone says on the count of three, it means one, two, three. Then you say word, okay? It's not complicated. One, two, three. Here we go. 
Very good. Turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Romans, it is in the New Testament, book number 6. In the New Testament, book number 6. Hoarding is a disorder of collecting and holding on to things much longer than you need to hold on to them. And when people hoard things, their houses, their cars just collect junk. And things that used to be valuable all of a sudden turn into garbage. And it's a disorder. It, it can ruin families. It can ruin people's mental, physical strength. Right, some of you right now, your nose is starting to itch because you're starting to see all that stuff in there. Your allergies are starting to get all stirred up. Can I get amen? It's just like, ah, you get all the heebie-jeebies. All those things that you are seeing in the house were at one time very valuable. But when you hoard them and don't use them according to their design, it becomes garbage. There are many of us who are gratitude hoarders. You don't express gratitude. You hold on to it. And what was intended to bless you and somebody else turns into bitterness and jealousy and anger and resentment towards people. Because you never said it. You never let it achieve what it was intended to achieve, which is to bless you and the other person. But I'm going to challenge you that as we continue to study called thanks and giving, that you become a generous, generously thankful and clean out your heart. Because once a hoarder cleans out all the stuff that's from his heart or from their house, good things happen. We saw last week when you are grateful for people, you are more healthy you have better relationships, you have a better relationship with God and with other people. And so if you would take out of your heart and allow all the things in your heart that are supposed to be released to people, all of a sudden something good is going to happen in you and in your heart. The Bible says that the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. If you hoard gratefulness, bitterness will start to grow in your heart and that's what will come out. And all you have to do is listen to what you say. And so people think, if it, it, because the Bible says that the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart, I have to change my heart for good things to come out. But I'm going to propose to you the opposite, that if you start saying things, it will change your heart. That saying grateful things to people is not something you do when you feel it. <laughs> it's something you do because it's right. The Bible says the, walk shall, the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. Everyone say faith. faith. That means that you are doing something that you are not necessarily feeling like you want to do. And so I want to propose to you that if you have a relationship in your life that you want to heal or improve, that you can do it by expressing gratitude to them. And so today I'm going to propose to you and we're going to talk about today how you can bring healing to a relationship that you have simply by telling them, thank you. I appreciate you. You're a blessing to me. So, and by the way, this is going to be something you do by faith. So I want you to think about somebody that is distant from you. Matter of fact, look in your notes real quick. Look at the very top of your notes. It says, I will be generously thankful for somebody. I want you to put a name there. And I want you to think about somebody that may be a little difficult for you to say thank you to. Say amen if you have that person. Amen. amen. 
Now, this doesn't only apply to people you have difficulty to, but let me tell you something. If you're going to say thank you for someone that you really like, that's not hard. And when you come to church, you want to come to church to be challenged to be better. Can I get amen? amen? So put somebody in there that may be a little challenging for you to say thankful to. Thank you too. And as we go through the sermon, my prayer and I hope your prayer is that the Holy Spirit would stir your heart. And not only give you the courage to say thank you, but give you ideas on what to say thank you for. Because some of you are thinking like, yeah, I got a person, but I ain't got nothing good to say about them. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. God has a lot of good to say about them. So maybe the problem is you. Amen. And I say maybe generously, the problem is you. <laughs> but you say, well, you don't know what they did. It don't matter. Someone once came up to me years ago and they, and they said, I, I got an issue with you. And they told me a couple of things that they didn't like about me. And when they were saying this, God said, here's what you should say to them. Is that all you know? You only know two things? I got a whole lot more bad than that. You know what God said? God knows all of our junk. He knows all our secrets. You know what he says? I love you anyway. God, give me that love for that person. Give me patience with that person. Give me kind words to say to that person. Because if God can change your heart towards somebody, and God can get you to do that, he will change your life. Look at, the, look at number B in your notes, letter B. It says, you put the name there, and you're going to say, I am thankful for you because. And that because is during the sermon, I just want you to think about something you may write in that space. As I'm speaking, as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you during the message, that you're going to say, I'm going to tell that person thank you for this. I'm going to tell that person thank you for this. I'm going to tell that person thank you for this. Let God speak to you. Because remember, we come to church so God can challenge us to go do something. We don't come to church to get information. We have to turn the information into transformation and that transformation into action. We don't come to church to get information. We come to church to, to experience God so we can learn something and turn, let that be a transforming event in our life that we may live differently and do something differently. So my challenge to you is that you're going to learn something today that's going to transform your heart, that's going to get you to do something, even maybe before you leave here, that you're going to not text them, not call them. That's cool. That's better than nothing. But you know what's best is when you look them in the eye. Because that's going to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, they live in New York. FaceTime them. And say, you know what? I was at church today. I was told to tell somebody I don't, I thank you that I don't like, and you're the perfect, perfect person for me. <laughs> I just want to tell you I appreciate you. I want to thank you. I mean, let's do a little review. Look in your notes. A little review. One, thankfulness is an expression of being aware, pleased, or satisfied with a received benefit. A letter B, generous is something given in abundance, bountifully or unselfishly. We want to thank, be thankful generously. Unhealthy is when something's not working according to its design, when your relationship is not working according to its design. We are going to realign that relationship by being thankful. We are going to realign the relationship by being thankful. We are going to realign the relationship by being thankful. Health is when something is working according to its design. And then healing is the process of aligning something 
how something functions with its design. In other words, your relationship is missing. Something's not right. You have angst, you have bitterness, anger, jealousy, resentment, whatever it is. You're not communicating. And God can bring alignment to your relationship by being thankful to them. By being grateful to them. By saying kind things to them. And there are some things in the word that really make a lot of sense and sometimes they don't. You have to just test it. We're going to do a fast in January for 21 days. And people are going to say, well, what does not eating food have to do with being spiritual? Stop eating and you will find out. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best. I mean, I can explain it to you, but until you stop eating and then you see God. Like you've never seen him before. So by faith, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to try this and I'm going to see what's going to happen in this relationship. I'm going to read some science to you because God always affirms the Bible says the invisible attributes of God, the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen in what he has made. What that means is that if you study what he has made, which is nature, if you look at science, science is evidence of the invisible attributes of God. Science, not tell us, science tells us how things work. And God made things work in a way that point back to him. So when God tells us to be thankful, he proves that being thankful is beneficial by watching and studying the benefits that we have by being thankful. In other words, if you do what God says, you will be more healthy. You will have more clarity in your life. You will have better relationships in your life. If you're thankful for your finances, your finances will be blessed. If you're thankful in your praise, your heart will be blessed. If you're thankful in your relationships, your relationships will be blessed. Psychology will tell you that. Um, studies show that gratitude reduces social comparisons. If you are thankful for people, you will be less stuck on comparing what someone has more than you. For all you who are into social media and you're like, well, how'd they get those shoes and how'd they get that dress and that dress don't even look good on them. <laughs> if you're thankful, you will do that less. If you're thankful, you will make more friends. And if you're thankful to someone, they will more likely want to be a friend to you. If you are thankful, you are less likely to retaliate to people. On and on and on and on and on. Listen, I'm going to read three verses to you. It's going to be on the screen. First, First Thessalonians 5, 18, 5, 16, 18 says, rejoice always. Everyone say always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. What circumstances? What circumstances? How many of y'all have a bad circumstance right now in your life? You have a bad circumstance in your life. Raise your hand really high, elbow above the ear. There we go. Look around the room. Nobody's alone. Guess what God says? Thank me for it. Well, how am I going to thank God? I just lost my job. <laughs> that don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to you if you don't understand the journey that God has you on. God has something for you. So if you say, this is how it can go. God, I don't like the fact that I lost my job because I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. I don't understand where I'm going to get another job. However, everyone say however. however. I'm thankful that I got you in my life to answer those unanswered questions. That's being thankful. Can I get amen? <laughs> Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17, in whatever you do, in word or deed, everyone say whatever. Yes. Say it, we're in California for all y'all watching online. And this is how people, some people say it in California, some 
not all of us, some say whatever. <laughs> whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, be anxious for nothing. Guess what anxious means? Anticipated disaster. You are anticipating a disaster. That's anxious. Stop tripping. God, this is another way. Stop tripping. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind and soul. In other words, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to eat. I don't know if I'm ever going to be married. Stop. Just thank me. Thank me that I have you. Keep your eyes focused on my power, my goodness, my faithfulness. Don't look at the circumstances. When Jesus was walking on water, Peter was in the boat and the disciples and Peter said, can I walk to you? And he said, come on. And Peter walked on the water. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the storm, he sunk. Don't take your eyes off Jesus and look at the storm. Look at the author and finisher of your faith and then you will walk right through, your, through the valley of the shadow of death. Keep your eyes on him. Amen. Okay, let's do Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. We're going to do, if I get through all six of these, we're going to get through all six of these. We're going to be generously thankful, express, generously express thankfulness for that person's reputation. Remember that one person I told you about? There is something about their reputation that you can express thankful for. You know, a lot of times the people we have resentment for, we know there's some good stuff about them, but we're too prideful to say it. We want to pull them down. And by the way, anytime you criticize somebody, it is your attempt to pull them down. Here's the problem. You can't pull somebody down unless you are below them. Oh. oh. <laughs> there, there's a wave, there's a wave, there's a wave. Some of y'all got it, and then some of y'all got it. <laughs> That's your problem. And the reason you're pulling them down, there's something about them that you may resent or be jealous of. Why don't you tell them that that's good about them? That's 100% your problem. Romans chapter 1, verse 8, it says, this is Paul writing to a church that he had never been to, but he heard of their reputation. And it says, first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. That your, Romans 1, 8, first I thank my God, Jesus Christ, for all of you, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests, if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. I want you to think of this person, this person that you don't like, and say, Lord, can you give me the grace to find something in their reputation that is good? that I can thank them, that it is a blessing to me. They may be a hard worker and everything else about their life is foul in your eyes. You know what? I thank you when I watch you how hard you work. I thank you how much you help people. I thank you how much 
when you make a mistake, you say sorry. I just want to tell you I thank you. And Paul is saying, listen, I've heard of you, the church in Rome. He had never been there. He went three years after this letter, but he, he wrote them and said, I just want to tell you all, your reputation is out there. And I'm telling you, I am thankful. I thank God for you. There's got to be one thing about this person. And by the way, before you say it, God's going to do something in your heart. And that is the miracle we're praying for. It's not that you have this little information in your head. Because it's not going to come out sincerely until something changes here. And so as you're praying about this person, I want you to notice the Holy Spirit doing something in your heart. Remember we said, be anxious for nothing but in everything with, with thanksgiving and supplication. And thanksgiving, make your request known to God in the peace of God. That's a passage of understanding. As you're thinking about this person, thinking, man, could I actually call them up and tell them thank you? Tell them I appreciate them? That the peace of God. Is going to fill your heart. Burdens are going to be lifted. A lot of the burdens people carry is bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, anger towards people. You get rid of that. Can you imagine if you had no issue with anybody? Can you imagine if you were so full of God that you just went around looking for people to bless? I was, in, I was in a restaurant the other day, my wife and I, and I went to the bathroom and I came back and told my wife about a conversation I had a guy, uh, with a guy in the bathroom. That's what she did. She said, you talk to a guy in the bathroom? I talk to everybody. Anytime. If I get in the elevator, I'm talking to everybody in the elevator. We got three, four, where are you from, where are you from, where are you from? Oh, yeah, okay, bye-bye. And then get, people start talking to each other. You start looking for people. I'm gonna, that, imagine if you could just have... No burden. Now, trust me, I know people are introverts and that's introverts and they don't do that. That's fine. I'm not saying you're saying you have to change. However, imagine if you had no burden, angst with the people in your life and you could freely express life, love to them and speak life to them. Number two, generously express thankfulness for fellowship in the gospel. Philippians chapter 1, we're going to go to Philippians. Philippians, Philippians. The Philippians were a church in Philippi that gave Paul money. They took up an offering and gave Paul money as he was ministering to another church. He's writing a letter to them to say thank you. Chapter 1, verse 3, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Every time I think about you, I thank you. Can you imagine that? What do you think about this person every time you think about them? I can't stand them. They get on my nerves. They think they all that. Shut your mouth. Every time you think it, you should say this. They get on. God, I so love them so much. And little voice is saying, no, you don't. I know, but I'm still saying it by faith. <laughs> Look what it says. I thank, chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. Matter of fact, I'm happy when I think about you. You have to give yourself permission to love the people who get on your nerves. 
Why do I say that? Because our culture has said, if this person, if someone does this, you do this. If someone says this, you do this. That's what culture tells you. Culture. All our life, we've been taught that from our friends, we watch our parents, we watch television, we listen to people in a school, work, job, whatever, and we just learn that's how you respond. And God says the gospel is the complete opposite. The gospel says someone does this, you do this. So you have to give yourself permission to go against everything you've been taught and say, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go up to that person and say, I love you. I appreciate you. I just cursed you out. I know. You left out a couple of curse words, but that's okay. We'll do that next time. But we're good. You know, the Bible says when you love your enemy, it's like taking burning coals and putting it on their head. Now, there's a little twisted way of looking at this. I don't know if I should say this, but I'll say it anyway. Can you imagine wanting to put burning coals on their head? <laughs> just love them. Just love them. Look what he says. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in my prayer time, making requests for all of you with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. Um, every single person sitting next to you at all our campuses, theoretically, is a partner in the gospel. What I mean by that, theoretically, we should all give financially. Well, you just thank the person next to you. Thanks for being partnering with us to support the ministry. Thank you for being part of a group, our group and being in fellowship to encourage all of our faith. Thank you for praying for all of us. Thank you for serving as partners in the faith. Look at the person next to you and say, thank you for being a partner in the ministry. Look at the person next to you and say that. This person in your life, you should call them up and say, look, uh, I thank you for being a partner in ministry and praying for the same things I'm praying for, even though they may not pray. I thank you for being a partner in ministry, even though they not, may not be saved. Well, how are they a partner? When I was, right before I got saved, I was doing cocaine, living wild, and my buddy was doing cocaine, living wild. I got saved. He did not. And I started inviting him to church. And he said to me, I said, you're going to come to church. He said, I'm not going to come to church. And he says to me, if, it's not, if it wasn't for people like me, you wouldn't have a job. <laughs> he's correct. I mean, he's kind of correct. As an evangelist, if there's everybody saved, then you have no one to evangelize. So I said, so what, what, what's that got to do with now? You can go up to this person and they may hate God. You can say, you know what, I thank you that you give me the opportunity to love you and share Christ with you. I thank you that you give me the opportunity to practice praying for someone who has the attitude you have and watching God do something in your life. Be creative. They're going to be like, uh, is that like bad, good? They're going to be confused. <laughs> I thank you that one day. You're going to get saved and not go to hell and burn forever and be eternally separated from God. Amen. Number three, number three, we're going to get through these. Number three, <laughs> generously express thankfulness. And by the way, by the way, be very sincere. I'm thankful that God's doing something in your life. 
If someone comes up to you and says, I got a word, God's doing something in your life, you don't need to get a word. That's biblical. In other words, you can say that to everybody. You don't need to hear a voice from heaven. God is working in everybody's life. You just need to hear and pray to God, show you what it might be. That you can be specific, but, but you can go up to every person and say this, God loves you. And say this, God has a plan for your life. Because it's already written here. God has salvation for you. God wants to bless you. God has opened doors of opportunity for you, wait, waiting for you to walk through. You could say that unequivocally for every human on earth, no matter what they're doing. And with confidence. And you could also say, and should be able to say, and I am so thankful I could be part of that process in your life. And if there's anything I could ever do to be a blessing to you, that would bless me so much. Instead of saying, you better get saved, you're going to go to hell. Because I have the truth and you don't. Don't ever say that. That's not, that's not the heart of God. Number three, generously express thankfulness for the receptivity, receptivity of the gospel. First Thessalonians chapter 2. Thessalonians was another church. They were being persecuted. They were being killed. They were going through all kind of drama. And Paul was writing them to encourage them in the midst of their suffering. To say how grateful he was of how they held on to the truth of God's word even through their hard times. Say amen if you're going through some hard times right now. Amen. Say amen if you know someone going through something hard right now. Amen. You, can be an, you can be so much of an encouragement to say, I thank you. That even though you're going through something hard right now and you don't understand why God is letting you go through that. And you may be even questioning God. I thank you, one, that God has not left you. He will never leave you or forsake you. I thank you that God has a plan for your life. And I thank you for the, even if it's a small bit of faith that you have in God. I want to encourage you that you are doing a great job. Look what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. It says, for this reason we also thank God. Chapter 2 verse 13. For this reason we also thank God without ceasing. Without ceasing. Without ceasing. Say thank you, God. 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 There is no reason you can't walk around and mumble that all day long. Instead of mumbling, I can't stand my job, I can't stand my hair, I can't stand my teeth, I can't stand my house, I can't stand my friend, I can't stand my neighbor, I can't stand your breath, I can't stand this food, I, I can't stand my pay, I can't stand, oh, it's too sunny out, it's too dry, it's too, it's too rainy, it's cloudy, it's winter, oh, now we got to do the clocks, follow the clock back, I got too much sleep, I didn't get enough sleep, I got I to gotta go to church, this guy's going to yell at me all day, and then there's going to be smoking loud music, and I got to worship, lifting my hands up, I just, and then some Someone's going to be in my seat, then there's going to be traffic outside, then, I gotta, then there's going to be a red light, then a green light, then a yellow light, and then I got to go home and I got to get a bus. And, and, and all day long, they went, oh, I got to go to sleep now, and everything, tomorrow's going to be bad all over again. Amen. Whoa. <laughs> if that's you, I pray in Jesus' name to exercise that demon. That's a spirit. It's the activity of a spirit. We are spiritual beings. You're either moving to God or away from God. We give voice to the devil 
when we talk against God. We give voice to God when we talk in favor of God. It's fact. Don't think of demonic as the Exodus movie. That's true. That happens. But the devil has his power in subtlety. When someone says something kind, you go, mm-hmm. That's just as demonic. It's a little. You know what the devil said to Eve and Adam in the garden, which were true real people? And by the way, it's also scientifically proved that all humans on the earth go back to two, one couple. That's been proven scientifically. Why? Because it's biblically true. You know what the devil said to Eve? Hey, Eve, I want to destroy the world and make drug addicts and just ruin people. Well, you want to help? He didn't say that. He said this. He said this. He said, Eve, what did God really say? Hmm. Well, he said we can't eat that. And that's not really what he said. He's trying to trick you. But I'm telling you how I can really bless you. That's what the devil did, his first temptation. He's never going to come at you and say, I want to ruin your life. He's like, I got a little something for you. Ladies, you seen it? What's up, girl? <laughs> then, then if you ever see this. I'm not saying that brother is demonic, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's time for go. No, <laughs> let, me, let me give you these last three and you can work on these later. Number four, generously express thankfulness for their growing faith. You can read the verse and, the, and it's right there in the Bible. Generously thankful for their growing faith. Number five, express Generously express thankfulness for their genuine faith. You can read that later. And number six, generously express thankfulness for their love toward others. Now, you may be saying, well, this person that you're thinking about, you have no idea. They don't have any of this. Two things I will say to you. These are examples. Number one. Number two, they probably do, but your anger is not letting you see it. Here is your million-dollar prayer. God, give me eyes to see how awesome they are. Give me a heart to love on them and speak life to them. In a minute, we're going to pray. There's some of y'all in here. You need Christ in your heart. You need to ask Christ to forgive you of your sin. The Bible calls it being born again. Because he died for you and rose from the dead and is offering you salvation. And you're like turning your nose up at it. And you want to say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity. I receive it. There are some of you in here, you've been saved, but you're just a grumpy person. You complain in Jesus' name. <laughs> Let's pray, buddy. Yeah, we need to pray for that person because they just, yeah, yeah. and we need to pray for that person. Lord, have mercy. God, help them. That's garbage. 
That's, you've hoarded so much that the only thing that could come out is garbage. And you say, Lord, I, I want a new heart. The, one of the verses we read last week was Psalm 100. I'm going to read it to you. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. In other words, when you come into the presence of God, don't come into the presence of God complaining. God says, I want you to come into my presence praising me. Now, by the way, you're always in his presence. So what does that mean? Always praise him. So you want God to change your heart. He will change your life. Because I promise you, 100%, the quality of your life is not determined by the quality of your conditions. It's determined by the quality of your heart. I can give you a whole bunch of money now. You could be, you could be miserable. You may be happy for a minute, but if you're a miserable person, you will find something to complain about. And then I can take everything you have from you. And if your heart's right, you'll be good. Because it's not your conditions. Now, do they, are, they, are some conditions better than others? Yes, obviously. But God can get you through anything. So in a minute we're going to pray. And if you want to ask Christ to be your Savior, great. But there's some of you, you know what, you just, you just need a new heart. So let's all bow our heads and, and pray in all the campuses. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, we want to say thank you. We have everything to be thankful for. Even the stuff that we don't like because we don't yet understand what it really is going on. But we thank you that you are always faithful. There are some of you in here, in all, any one of the campuses, you want to give your life to Christ because you are thankful for the salvation he has offered you. Then there are some of you, he just needs to change your heart. One prayer for all of you, both groups. In the privacy of your heart, just pray this prayer with me if you would like to have your heart changed. Pray, dear God, thank you for your love, your death, your resurrection. Forgive me for my heart. Forgive me for my attitude. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Fill my heart with a gracious, grateful heart, a grateful spirit. Thank you. If you pray that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you would like your friend or someone you came with to stand with you, just grab their hand. And by doing that, you were asking them to stand with you. But by standing, you are making a public declaration I'm giving my heart to God, whether, whether I just want to be more grateful or whether I just need Jesus as my Savior. So if you prayed that prayer, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. One, in all the campuses, on the count of three, one, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you.